Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Today is April 15th, and the Yankees have lost another series. They lost their third series at home on the season to the White Sox. A loss, a win sandwiched in between, then another loss, and let's talk all about this fun series. Weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Alright, what's up everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks. we got another glum series to talk about, another loss on podcast day, which is zero fun for us. My name is John Boy, I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and i got my co-host Jake coming to you from Colorado, Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut, and this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a whole group of just very nice people. These people make my day. Charles Conradi. Conradi. Hanratty. Hanratty is from Catch Me If You Can. But Charles Conradi. Robin Daly. Wow. That guy should become a thief. Could be a lady. I just use guy for everyone. Some okay. guy. That, that lady should become a thief. She's Robin Daly. Robin Daly. Robin Daly, Jason Rosett, Rosett, Fernando Erler, Tony Locascio, Locascio. Oh uh, yeah, you're around it, Locascio. Matthew Amore and Anthony Gurga- Gur- Garagno. Garano. We might have done him last week. Okay, might have done. Might, him might have doubled up on Garano. Good for him. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. It's $2 a month. You support us a whole big deal. You get access or you get the chance to win two Yankee jerseys, no name on the back, from a, mad, from a majestic manufacturer a month, one via raffle, one via contest. You get early access, live access. You can chat with us, and we do a little – sometimes we hang around in the post show and talk to people in the live chat, do a little – post game of the podcast i don't know so there's some other stuff we posted a game of Th- of thrones talk for the patrons this yeah, week we we kind of stumbled into that the other day we were we were just talking and you oh you got one someone you know gave you like a game of thrones death pool thing and we just started talking and we we're like hey i, I mean if we're actually going to do this, <laughs> we'll throw it up there. So, I mean, not the biggest perk of Patreon, watching us talk Game of Thrones for 30 minutes, but uh, a lot of the Patreon people that were Throners liked it. So, yeah, KP Watershed. We, we just try to give you guys more. We try to give our Patreon everything because those the $2 a month really help us. So. K- KP Watershed caught a yogiism that you said in the Game of Thrones talk. Did you see that? It's actually pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Jake said it's a coin toss. It can go so many different ways. That's really good. That's really good. I like that quote. 
Uh, that's uh, that's that quote is the definition of how I've been talking out of my ass for three decades. <laughs> You'd never make a decision on anything. <laughs> it's perfect. All right. This this month's contest from uh, we have the off day on Monday, so get all of your bets your not your bets but all your tr- answers in to by tomorrow by the end of the day Monday. Ha- who's gonna lead the Yankees in hits the rest of April? How many games yeah. is it, Jake? I think remember? it was fourteen. Fourteen games. Who's gonna lead? The Yankee in Yankees yeah, I think it was hits. fourteen because I wanted to do like starts or or I wanted to do a pitching thing, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked out with the fourteen. But yeah, we're just doing most hits Fif- straight up, right? Four- fourteen. You're right. Fourteen games, most hits. So obviously, there's only a limited amount of people you can choose from. There's going to be people that choose the same hits. So the 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 first tiebreaker is going to be closest to the actual number of hits. So in 14 games, is DJ LeMay you going to get two hits in every game? Is your guess going to be around 28 for DJ? That's what my guess would be if I was to enter, but I'm not. So if you're a Patreon, if you think you have the answer to this, sign up for Patreon, put it in. The winner will receive a jersey. All right. And yeah, if if you're kind of lost for that, again, we, we give away two jerseys a month. This one is literally, if you guess the right player and the right amount of hits, you get a Yankee jersey, like a nice Yankees jersey. So uh, maybe think about signing up for Patreon. Uh, and, and good luck to the Patreons that enter this one. I hope someone takes my pick and wins on it right there. You think LeMahieu, t- 28 hits in 14 <laughs> games? Two hits a game. Yeah, that that'd be uh that'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you you thought LeMahieu was going to be a popular pick. I don't know. I think at some point he has to come down. I don't know. I don't want to influence picks. All right. Let's move on to this series versus the White Sox. 3 games. Jake, how are you feeling right now? What's your state of mind coming to the people? Where are where's your headspace at? Jim, it's it's a couple things. A this day's not going to be ruined for me cuz the Tiger Woods stuff was awesome. Um I was a mush for a little bit. I was just like crying and sobbing. It was it actually surprised me. Like I'm I'm not shy with my emotions, but I I was taken aback by how emotional I was with the Tiger Woods stuff just seeing his kids there and you know the one of one of the bigger comebacks of all time for one of the best athletes of all time. Um and then I was like, okay, let's get this Yankees win. Like it's it's time to do that. And then they didn't. It was another sloppy loss. And Jim, the thing that's freaking me out was it you, you didn't walk away and you were like, man, ah, terrible Yankees loss. You know, they they didn't hit, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it, most Yankee fans just walked away like, yep, this was another game in the 2019 season. This is what this season has been. And that sucks. Um, I'm, I'm bipolar, I guess. Right. Not bipolar, but if someone was like, you're being hypocritical... I would say, yeah, I am, I guess. But my point is this. Yeah. The first game that we lost of this White Sox series, the players on the field lost the game. Right. It, like, you could say the injuries were bad, but no, it was Glaber making errors. It was hat pitching poorly. Like, that's what lost them that game. This game, this third game, I chalk it up to our lineup just straight sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, the injuries lost this game. So that's all. I mean, that's kind of how my brain is with baseball. Each game is its own different thing. 
But someone could say, you just said that the injuries didn't like, you know, what I mean? it's it's this fucking weird place. All fans are in right now. Like, how much can we blame on the injuries and how much is just the people that are healthy aren't performing well? And it's a mixed bag. And I go back and forth on it for each game. Like I just said, so I'm pretty frustrated. I wasn't that frustrated, like until the loss was official. This third loss. And then it became official. And it's like what you said, like, this is just life for the next couple weeks. Like, this is just life as a Yankees fan this sucks yeah yeah and I Jim the first game was even more bizarre because of the rain and it getting called early because it the Yankees were in control of that game and they were like rallying and doing good stuff it almost I I've said this before one of the big things with last year it always felt like the rally came a little too late like it felt like if the Yankees had one more inning that they would have won like 10 more games last year this game, the first game kind of felt like that, but it was just a seven-inning game that got called because of rain. We had a big at-bat that the basically the White Sox pitcher was daring the umpire to stop the game, and he didn't do it. Our guy gets out, <laughs> we give up two home runs, and then they call it. And it's just like, like that almost didn't seem like real life at the time. Like you walked away like almost not expecting that, accepting that as a loss. And I don't know. It's it's just a mixed bag, man. It's uh, every day. But yeah, like I almost celebrated the win yesterday. I was like, yeah, this feels good again. A win. And let's, like CeCe came back. Are let's, we turning it around? Yeah, let's nope. go. Let's start burning the games. We'll talk a little bit more about them individually. Sure. All right. Are you ready? Game one? Yeah. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one in the Bronx. The White Sox come to down. And who's on the mound for them, Jim? It's Lucas Giolito. He's lovely. Yes, the girl from Ipanema. Stay with me, folks. Verse Jay Happ. John Krasinski gift from the office saying, what is happening? Because what is happening with Jay Happ, Jimmy? It's a nightmare. Anyways, top one. Yonder Alonzo, RBI single, one nothing White Sox. But the Yanks would come back, Jim. DJ LeMayu, go DJ. That's my DJ. No, we can't use that in Yankees land. We go up 2-1 in the first. It's 3-1 after they didn't even know Romine, RBI single. Judge, sack fly. We're up 4-1 after two. Yes, Yankees baseball, we're doing it. Top four, we walk another goddamn bottom of the lineup guy. And Lurie Garcia doubles. Two runs scored, still 4-3 Yanks. Okay, Brett Gardner. I hate Brett Gardner. He hits a home run. It's 5-3 Yankees after four. And then top five. Oh, no, Jim. Yonder Alonzo again. Homer to right, two-run homer. We're locked up at five. Okay, okay, it's the fifth inning. This is okay, this is okay. No, everyone, welcome to Eloy Jimenez. It's his first major league home run. It's 7-5. Err? Bottom six, the Yankees put a little something together. Gio Urshela, ya boy. RBI single, it's 7-6. Okay, okay, now the rain's coming down. And Jimmy, Chad Green, what's up, buddy? Eloy Jimenez, again, he enjoyed his first one so much, he'll have another. 450 feet, jeez. McCann gets one, and from there, Jimmy, let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity because the Yankees lose 9-6 after seven innings. After seven innings. Oh, man. That game started out nicely. Yeah, it was uh, 
it, it was we were up four one on the White Sox after two innings. It was like okay, we're Lucas Giolito. I think he had the worst ERA of any starting pitcher that qualified last year, and he's got a six ERA this year. Dude, so like, Lucas right. Giolito couldn't break a breaking ball that entire game. Mm. Every curveball he threw was hanging. And every fastball he threw was missing his spot crazily. And the Yankees, I mean, they put some runs up, but they should have just tore him to pieces. Every curveball he threw was a hanger. So yeah. Nice. And he, uh, I, I mean, they got four on him through two, and then he he kind of tricked his way through a couple more innings. And then, I mean, the rain picked up, and it was just a, a slop fest. I, I don't know, man. The Yankees only hit. Six times. Correct. That's bullshit. They, they, I mean, six runs in, <laughs> in six innings, basically. Um, and yeah, man, it was it was a seven six game. And by the way, I mentioned that Luke Voigt bat before. Wait, there was Voigt three. Co- we could have got three more innings, three whole more turns of at bats to win this game. You're, I, I'm scared now that you're just realizing how much this sucked. <laughs> I, I, I just saw the seventh inning, so I didn't re- I forgot about how baseball works, I guess, in my head and thought right. the Yankees just had two more opportunities, three more opportunities in a one run ball game. Fucking rain. What the Ag- fuck? Suspend this game team, and let ag- us finish it later against the team with the worst ERA in the league. Why didn't I get this mad when it happened? Because it just seemed like the norm par for the course. Like, Chad Green came in and got rocked, and we were all, like, shell-shocked by that, and everyone just, like, shrugged and was like, all right, let's just end my Friday night. Well, I don't even get the Like, am I allowed to be upset with Chad Green for this game? I know the rest of the season he's been really off, but they were throwing balls in a hurricane. The other pitcher almost hit Judge in the face, then hit Judge because he couldn't get a grip. You saw Chad keeping his hand underneath his armpit to try and keep it dry, and then he couldn't find his spot. Not that he's been pinpoint this season so far. The end of this game was bizarre. And now that I'm realizing, because you know what? At the time, it felt like we're never coming back from this, so just call this fucking game. But now with a little little outside uh, thought process being removed from the situation, we had three innings in a one-run game, and it just got called. I'm I'm mad now. Yeah. Um well <laughs> welcome to the party. And yeah, it was if you didn't watch, I, I'll I'll go back to it, but Luke Voigt is up and I want to say bases are hucked. Bases are hucked. That's what I want to say cuz that's my my grasp of the English language. He hits a liner to left, but they brought in a new pitcher for him, Nasty Nate Jones, I believe. And he stepped off literally four times before throwing a pitch because he was daring the ump to cancel the game, yeah, or like, stop the game, and he Blue, wouldn't do it. You gonna so call they, this they Blue? Do... What's that? He just kept stepping off. Blue, you gonna call this? It's fucking pouring. Yeah. Um. And then he he lines out, which I again, if 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 that at bat goes differently, what are we talking about right here? And then. Chad Green comes in. He's looked terrible this season. And, um, I mean, Aloy pounds one, and then McCann hits a short porcher. And it's – you're just looking – you're looking around. We're playing losing baseball in the pouring rain. And that's why I that's why I think the realization just hit you because when the game ended, it was almost a relief. It was like, I don't have to watch our bullpen get knocked around anymore. The rain sucks. Good. Just end it. Yeah. 
Wasn't fun. Hap, wasn't fun. Man. Hap, what the fuck? Yeah, he's been bad. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, it's so frustrating. One, because Hap's been, been bad, and there's no denying that. But it's the same demons you're fighting off. I saw you fighting off on Twitter today. It's like, it's still three starts. Yeah. On a three-year deal. It's still three starts for Corbin on a seven-year deal. But the amount of yeah. tweets I'm getting saying, like, it's official. And Corbin's a better pitcher than Hap. I get that. But let's just, can we just keep it as, wow, Corbin's pitching really good right now. Wow, Hap's pitching like shit right now. And not go into, like, it's official. Cashman's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, we're, <clears throat> Jimmy, we, we get lost. It's still two weeks into the season. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we've played now 15 a, a games, si- a six month season, 15 games. So it, it's tough. Cause it, it is the body of work we have to work with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I did some numbers on it. I, I mean, if you, the Corbin contract, it should be approximately 198 starts. If he, that'd be 33 per year for the six years. So Patrick Corbin's done three starts in that contract. And like, we just lose sight that there's a good chance the final two, maybe three years of that contract are going to be awful, but we don't care about that right now because we're losing. Yeah. And Hap looks awful. <laughs> so like, bad. bad. So bad. So bad. All right, let's burn game two. Let's keep it moving. Keep this train moving. What a fun time. The big man's back in the Bronx. On your mark. Get set. Hit the wrong button. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game two of the series, return of the Mac once again with two C's. CC's back, baby. The troops are coming home versus an old friend, Ivan No Fun for the White Sox. Good to see you. And we had a bit of a pitcher's duel on our hands, James. We're scoreless until the seventh. Luke Voigt pinch hits for Mike Talkman because, uh, yeah, singles up the middle, broken bat, one nothing Yanks. Higgy comes up. Higgy, 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 can't you see? Sack fly to right. Greg Bird scores, and then Tyler Wade. I put on for my city. I put on a squeeze bunt. 3 nothing. Yanks after 7. Court-ordered insurance. The judge, his shortest home run of his career, 335 down the line. Jimmy, the pitching was great. CeCe, five innings, one hit. We go from the big man to the thin man. Domingo Herman, four strikeouts in two innings to Britain. To Chapman, shut out the White Sox for nothing. Yankees, babe. A nice, clean, solid win. Great pitching from CeCe. Herman comes out. He looks just as sharp as he's looked so far this season. Um, good hitting, a nice rally there, which we can talk about that here. The nice rally that they had to get some runs across. I mean, the, the fun after the game with CC in the press conference and J.A. Happ making a joke, like a self-deprecating joke. I, I yeah. loved that. The The mood was turned, man. That was fun. It was, you know what, though? We should we should spend a little bit on CC doing what he did. I, I in our pregame show, said, I love CC. I think he's going to have a good year for us. But I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of has a stinker here. First start out, could be rusty, blah, 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 blah. Incredible. One he hit. He looks great. 
Uh, he he looks sexual. He looks bigger. I love it. Um, his his stuff was working, man. He he probably could have gone another inning. He was he was actually pretty shocked. Boone he took him out, but it it was the right move by Boone. You had Domingo Herman ready to go. He's been one of your best pitchers. It's CC's first start again, guys. This is the first leg of a long season. Um, this is we're we're through like one twelfth of the season so far. Um. So yeah, we we yank CC. He's awesome, man. And and you're you're totally right. And I I think it was Nebraska Joe who I said something on Twitter like how much I loved the hap asking CC a question in the interview because it was it was everything. It was CC's back. You see the big CC laugh. I mean that's like a hug. When CC laughs like that, it feels like I'm being hugged. And Happer Happer asked him the question. He's like, "Hey, Jay Hap here." Wondering uh, how your location was so good, which is good. It was self-deprecating, and that shows you that, like, that's a little bit of Jay Happ almost dealing with the media a little bit. Like, you know, Sonny Gray didn't have that in his bones. Um, no, no, that was Jay Happ, and he's pitching bad, but that was Jay Happ's Jay Happ letting the media or anyone know, like, I know I suck right now. I can't right. find my location. It's going to get better because I'm a professional pitcher who's done this forever. So I'm not that worried. Right. And I would honestly ask CeCe this on the side. So why don't I just make a little fun joke out of it? Lighten the mood. I, 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 it was fun. It was good. The, the, the fact he can joke about it, I think the biggest thing you said in there was that it, it lets us know that he thinks the ship is going to turn around. Yes. Which, which that was good news. So yeah, it was everything, man. The CC's back. He's laughing. He's even when they just showed him before this game today, just standing in the dugout. I was like, yes, man. Like he, <laughs> people are gonna take this and run with it a little too much. But like he's as much as a figure in the dugout as Boone is. <laughs> like, like the the kids would have the kids would have a bigger issue on their hands if they acted up in front of CC than in front of Boone. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. And we had a lot of good defense. Wade made a couple nice plays. Waiter, Higgy behind the plate. I was raving to you how Higgy earned a start today, which he got. Um, Higgy had a really nice game. Uh, Tyler Wade <laughs> with his little squeeze bunt there is the second squeeze bunt in two years or something like that. Yeah, so can uh, we talk about this rally? Because it's, it's interesting. And, Jim, there's one part about this rally that could have not made it a rally, but... Please, if, if, if you'd like it. So it was small ball. The rally went like this. Single, then an error on Bird, which was a tailor-made double play ball, which ends the inning. But they, yep. they threw an error out there. So then now you got runners on. Clint comes up and hits a nice control, like not trying to do too much single to right. That's good. Voigt comes up, hits a single up the middle, kind of like a bloop shot single almost. Like it wasn't a scorcher. Um and then Higashioka sack fly on a hard fly ball, and Clint or and Wade with the s safety squeeze to score two more runs, four runs that inning. Uh, it was three that inning. Judge, three that inning. Judge poked one in the eighth. So Jake, here's my thing: small ball's yeah. nice. To be able sure. to have Higgy score on an out and Wade score on an out is nice. Right. Anyone that says do that over you know hit a get a walk take a single then rip a double right 
it's much easier to score runs by hitting doubles and home runs than by putting together six at bats and banking on an error. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, yeah, this is what they should be doing every game. Like, no, that was nice. But there's an error in there. There's two outs that we had to give up to score runs. Don't do that every game. Small ball is nice, but let's not romanticize it. That It's like the like that kind of small ball is like the best. I would much rather, you know, have good hitters trying to hit doubles than have Wade having to safety squeeze because that's the most productive out Wade can give us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, it kind of, this kind of comes back to injuries. Like Higashioka is normally Gary Sanchez, the best hitting catcher in baseball. You know, Tyler Wade would normally. I mean, you could list a couple guys. Is Tyler Wade Didi? Is he Anduhar? <laughs> who's who's he normally? So, I I think I think you're right, but I think kind of with the parts provided, this was really nice to get two runs out of. Higgy and Wade. Oh, exactly. Um, but let's not. Yeah. I, I people were romanticizing it a little too much. Like it's much yeah, harder man, to I, do. It's much harder to do that. Everyone was pretty happy with the win, so we don't talk about the bird double play ball. But Jesus, man, I mean, think about that. How how close are we to losing this game? And then and then there would be no song intro at the start of this podcast. It would it would be the the end of the world. Yeah, end of the world. But they Pitching did look win. good. Yeah, everyone looked good. CC looked great, man. Yeah. Love, love him. Britain had a good inning, which was nice to see. A lot of ground balls. And uh, Chapman Chapman looked really good. Like, really, really good. Yeah, man. Chapman hitting triple digits. I mean, I'll, I, I won't even say it anymore. Like, if, you, if, if you're not into Chapman, I, I don't know what you're about. All right, let's burn game three, and then uh, we'll get to awards. Game Trace A. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Lost my spot a little bit and wasn't ready for the burn, but Jimmy, it's Tanaka time in the Bronx. Our stopper. Let's win a series. Yeah, guys, let's do it. Yeah, we're excited. This will be fun. And on the mound for the White Sox, Rodon. We struggled a lot with that name in the pregame. Lefty, a little scary. Best slider in the league nowadays. Anyways. Jimmy, Voight doubles in the first. It's one nothing Yanks. Yes, best day ever. Tigers back, Game of Thrones. Yes, bottom three, Aaron Judge, RBI single. Talkman scores. Don't let Mike Talkman on the base pass, people. It's 2 nothing Yanks. It's the best day of my life. Top four. Oh, no. Grand Salami, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Tanaka wasn't as sharp as he's been this season. Gives up the gopher ball. It's now 4-2, 4-2, White Sox, Abreu, sack fly in the fifth, and Jimmy, basically four innings of baseball were just boring and nothing happened. No runs scored. The White Sox pen does their job. Uh, We only get one hit the rest of the way. Uh, Jimmy Tanaka's line, four innings, five earned runs. Sessa came in and did a solid effort, and then so did the rest of the pen after that, but... Yankees lose the series to the White Sox 2 to 3. They are 6 and 9 on the season. Nice. Lackluster. That's what I used. Like once once it What happened to the rest of the game? Dude, sometimes they just go down and die like that. And and half of our lineup that's is right. a and, go down and, and I die know it's, lineup. I I it's not like a full excuse, but that's a product of our lineup. It's Yeah. I said on my little post game recap like I can't 
believe this lineup is our reality, man. It's getting, it's really weighing on me. And we even had DJ LeMayhew leading off. I can't believe we lost. That was the solution. Oh, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this here <laughs> since we did this on the pregame show. I, yeah. I don't like that lineup. And I, uh, I'm against the norm here. Everyone wanted DJ one and Glaber three. And I said it on the pregame show, like, I actually don't like it because once they got past Glaber, it was just Dunzo. Yeah, I mean, you you should include Voight in there. Voight looked, he's looked better since he started. He's looked better and he's got that ridiculous on base streak because he just gets on base once a game. <laughs> he, he needs to stop talking about himself in the third person, though. Yeah. He's done it like three times now. And I, I'm weirded out that people do that. Right. Because, he, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to keep tabs on Voight because I, I know there was uh, one of our friends at spring training said that Voight uh, was mean. Voight, Voight gave him a little bit of a cold shoulder. But but yeah, he said, you know, I just got to start being Luke Voight again. And it's like, no, I can't believe people do that. It's so <laughs> I feel like society rips it apart like so much, you know. Yeah, that you'd be so you wouldn't talk in the third person, but he's done it a bunch now, and every time I'm kind of just grossed out. Okay, some some to watch for. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jimmy, what you're saying is because I this was something I was excited for before the season, and when you know we had ten healthier guys on our team. But in theory, we were supposed to kill lefties this year, and obviously our lineup is a shell of a shelf. I mean, a shell of a shelf. A shell of a um, shelf. I mean, six-hole guardy, uh, Urshela, Higashioka, Talkman. I mean, what the hell is that? Um, but you're right. I mean, when, when LeMahieu's been in the six-hole, it, it spread our lineup. Basically, we had all our eggs in one basket today. If we, and I said this in the pregame show. Um, if we didn't get you in those first five, like we weren't going to do it today. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah, I don't like the way that lineup is. So whatever. I mean, we don't have that many good hitters. So to put them all in one area. Yeah. And don't, don't get us wrong. We, I think DJ LeMahieu should and can lead off against left-handed pitching, but it, it'll make a lot more sense when we have those healthy guys back. For sure. For sure. Tank didn't have it. Just fell off a cliff. Yeah. I said, I'm not mad at Tanaka. His splitter hasn't been there. All season. Yeah. He's been able to pitch around that and use the slider and the curve. He had a good slider early, and then it kind of went away. Tanaka's been great. His first three starts, he allowed one earned run in all three of them. Uh, this isn't damning. Like If he comes out next week and is back to form, that's fine. And I don't think that he lost us this game. Like That grand slam hurt, but the offense only put up two runs. If the, yeah, Tanaka did a, done enough in his past games where... They could have, you know, bailed him out of this one. Or, you know Jimmy, what I'm trying know, to say? Know, I'm just not mad. You know what the not. sad reality is? This should have been worse. Sessa came in. Judge catches a borderline. Um, yeah, I don't think that was that going border- over. but, but I don't yeah. think it was going over, but, I mean, that, that would have been a lot of runs, probably three, and then who knows how the rest of the inning goes. I mean, the White Sox essentially <laughs> dominated this game. So that's, that's where we're kind of left here shrug- shrugging, and you almost – you're right. Like we we look at this game and you just say injuries. Like half of our lineup was useless and we just got straight up beat this game. Yeah. Tough times. Tough times. All right. 
Do we pivot to awards? Pivot. Is there any managerial decisions from Game 3 that we're, we're annoyed about? No, right? Just I don't think so. Uh, Joseph Harvey gets his Yankee debut, and he likes being called Joseph, so there's that. He likes being called Joseph? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Kaster said that. No, I did not. Yeah, he but. said he... He said, call him, call him Joseph. So Joseph Harvey. Um, Chad came in and got hit a little bit, but then he struck out too, so I, I don't know what you do with that. Adovino walked a pair. Uh, no, no. 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 All right, I, the, o- the only thing that would have been a managerial question mark this series was taking out CC, and it was the right move, and it worked out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go to awards. Yeah. Uh, awards. First award we do here on this show is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And lucky me, I get to go first because this is the easiest Pride of the Yankees in the history of Pride of the Yankees, in my Layup. opinion. Layup. My Pride of the Yankees is C C Sabathia. I talked about this last episode. I gave him the SOS award. Save our right. ship. I said he was suspended, so he couldn't be in the clubhouse. Then he was rehabbing, so he couldn't be with the team. He's not even in the cl- he's not even in the clubhouse. Not even in the dugout. He isn't even with us. So just his presence alone helps us. And I, I really, really believe that. Just him being around gives a yeah. different vibe, which makes me sad for next year and future year. Someone needs to step up in that role. But then on the mound, man, five five innings, one hit, looked good, looked easy. Didn't look like he was like dripping sweat or out of breath or grinding. And it was cool that he said he was really nervous. He said he was shaking before the game. And they asked Higgy, did you know he was nervous? And CC and he said, yeah, I knew he was nervous because he came up to me and said, look at me, dude, I'm shaking right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> CC likes talking through like everything that's on his mind during games. Right. So, yeah, we knew he was nervous. He fucking told us. He was telling us all, nonstop. But He's just the man. I, I compared his, his smile to a hug before. If, um, if, if, we win, if we won game three, I would have given CeCe credit for the win as well. Look what yeah, CeCe did. Just, <laughs> there, there was like a, it was the first 12 hours of this Yankee season that everything felt right. I guess since opening day. Like, CeCe came back. He pitched well. Hat made the joke. The Yankees won. We're about to go get this series. Like, it just, ev- everything seemed right for just a little bit, and then, oh, got the rug pulled out from under us. Yes. I will allow you to double up on pride. We've done that before, unless you have one planned, because it's a tough to find a second pride here. No, I, I've got one, and it's, uh, I mean, obviously, CeCe is the pride pride of the Yankees this series, but I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm never shy to pat myself on the back. Uh, when something's right. I'm just going to throw it to Domingo Herman, Jim. Um, D- Domingo looks lights out. Um, like, lights out, lights out. He, he followed up CC in that game, and he had the, you know, two innings pitch, four strikeouts. Nothing flashy, but Jim, again, we're, we're talking about the importance of, you know, that Greg Bird double play. We put a lot of pressure on our bullpen again. Yeah, that's if, the second Domingo, time you've given him pride. If Domingo Herman has a has a bad appearance there? Do we lose that game? What happens? I don't know. Um, uh, I don't and know Jimmy, either. I mean, the, the, the facts of it, Domingo Herman looks awesome. Um, he, he just looks so in control out there. 
Um, we saw in his last start, he didn't have his strikeout stuff, but he was getting guys out. Um, I mean, 13 innings, one three eighty ERA, 14 strikeouts, and three only three hits in 13 innings, Jim. That's good. That's the good. Yeah. All right, so he's your pride. Second time in five series that Domingo's winning your pride. What do you think the final number's going to be at? Uh, a hundred, a hundred sneak, sneak him into the all-star game. Nice. <laughs> All right. Next up we have you Yankee motherfucker. And there's kind of a lot of options here, but again, I'm going to take the obvious one and these okay. one. It's J hat. Yeah. You're just pitching like a pile of shit, man. And I don't like it. I like that. You joked about it. You better fix it now. Cause if you joke about it and come out, don't fix it. That's bad. Right. He just doesn't have command. And that's the scary part about a fastball pitcher. I, I think he's going to fix it and get better, but just digging holes, man. Anytime a starter digs a hole, it's really easy to say that guy is the Yankee MFer right now. And four innings pitch, six earned runs will do it. Yeah. It's bad. It needs, I mean, bottom line, we're not going to do good if he's doing that. So. Yeah, and it's, again, knock on wood, hopefully it's just three bad starts and he can get the ship straightened out. But, yeah, I mean, right right now it looks very bad. Very bad. Yeah. Who's your MFR? My Yankee MFR, James. Um, I'm going with, uh, God, I, I shouldn't do Talkman, but I want to so bad. No, you've already given it to him twice. And he only I know, played. man. I'm I'm just sick of him. Um, <laughs> you know what? How about this? I'll I'll do this for for the people out there. How about I'll I'll give it to Jonathan Holder. Okay. Um, I, I was this, I had was eyeing an award for him or Boone or whoever around this situation. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna give myself the reverse pat on the bat back i guess I'm, I'm not sure what you call that a, a whack to the face i don't know um i uh i i was impressed you know when you dug into some of holder's stats from last year some of the baseline stats and you took out the boston massacre game he had an incredible year for his first year in the major leagues um man he he gives up the home run following happened that game uh to i want it wasn't eloy or maybe it was eloy jimenez excuse me and you know two run score he ends up <laughs> this, this is me walking it back, Jim. He ends up settling down from there. He strikes out three, and he he does the rest of his work. But um, he he hasn't been what we've needed this year. Neither has anyone in the bullpen. Like this this award could easily go to Chad, or I mean, uh, not Britt in this series. But the whole bullpen's been bad. But I I had holders back all off season, and now me and incarcerated Bob. Every time holders on there, we have a nice conversation. Does uh, he? Oh yeah. We're 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 kind of frenemies right now. It's kind of fun. He reaches out to you every time Holder's on the mound? Yeah. Yeah. That's pathetic. It's a little scary, but uh we're we're kind of frenemies now. I he I think he respects the fact that I I'm okay with giving him a little guff back. Um but I this could go to a couple guys in the bullpen. I'm giving it to Holder. I'm I'm hoping he settles down and gets in one of those hot streaks like he did. What was it, last April to May when he had that consecutive appearance streak or whatever yeah. it was? Yeah, my my award that I was going to somehow build around Holder and Boone or the analytics team, whoever you want to use, 
I couldn't figure out the the phrasing for the award. It's kind of just like sure. move on. Holder's been the he's pitched the most innings out of our bullpen. Yeah, that makes sense. Is yeah. keep giving it, him the ball. He's pitched eight point two innings out of our bullpen. Adam Ottavino's next with seven. Sessa's there, and he started a bunch, and he is an innings eater guy. I don't get it. Why are we giving Holder? Why is he getting the most run in our bullpen? I understand that game score changes some factors, but I thought Holder was coming into situations that I didn't want Holder to come into just because it was early and we were spreading the wealth. But apparently, we're not spreading wealth. We're just giving all the situations to Holder. I don't get it. Right. And he's thrown 36 pitches, 20 pitches, 34 pitches, 16 pitches, 35 pitches. And he's given up an earned run in four out of his five outings. And he's yeah. throwing 30 pitches. Like, I don't understand what, what we're doing with Holder. I don't know what the strategy is. I thought we were and using yeah, Holder to, to, to even out the amount of people that pitch that are like ahead of him, but we're not, we're just, he's like our Scott Proctor out there. I don't get it. Yeah, man, it's kind of bizarre and I'll, I'll end up swinging this to Domingo a little bit, but yeah, a, a couple of those appearances he got, he gave up a run in his second inning. So it started becoming almost that Patances thing we had last year. Like don't give him the second inning. If Clint Frazier catches a flight ball last game, one of those appearances is clean and he gets through the heart of the Astros order, but that's another thing. Um, but Jimmy, I, I think that's part of the problem. And I, I, one of my comparisons I keep going back to is run this like a baseball team and not a fortune 500 company. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's where I was going to bring this back to Domingo and Holder ties in, but how many, how many guys on this team are really comfortable? Like it, this is a baseball game. Do what you got to do out there. Herman, we might need you to start. We might need you to come out of the pen. Holder, you could come in in the third inning. You could come in in the eighth inning. Um, I, I just I just think when we do all these like Fortune 500 decisions where, all right, this is what we're going to do, and then we're going to do this tomorrow, and we're going to do that the next day, I think that's where we get in trouble. But we see these guys, and I think Holder's one of those guys that they're like, well, you know, Holder can come in the middle of an inning. He can start a clean inning. He could be an opener for us. He could be in the eighth inning. So I think that's why we see that. But it's also, you know, we need to bring a little bit more of that mentality if we need, you know, the the popular phrase with bullpens coming in now is the lanes. Who's coming up in the lineup? And yeah, wait, no, you've used that term a lot, and I don't know what it means. And I've been embarrassed to ask, what does lanes mean? So it just means who's coming up next. It's it's basically you know if the if Houston has the top of their order coming up, and it's you know Springer, Altuve, Bregman, like. Basically, old baseball was like, all right, we're going to have, you know, Mariano in the eighth, Wetland in the ninth. Why did I jump to 95? Um, But basically, new baseball is like, all right, these are the good batters, so we have to get them out now. So it would basically be saying, if it's the seventh inning, hey, use Zach Britton now because their best hitters are coming up. And then if he's too tired, use Holder in the eighth when it's the bottom of their lineup. I get the strategy, but how does the word lanes fit in? Because those are the lanes. What batters are coming up? That is the lane. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, like a seven, eight, nine is a, a bad lane. It's well, depends what you mean. <laughs> could could be a good lane for our bullpen. Like it, 
if seven, eight, nine was coming up, you you know maybe you used. It's what we talked about with Tarpley the other day. That game when they used yeah, Tarpley. Yeah, I, yes, I I knew that strategy. I just didn't know what the what the word lanes actually referred yeah. to. There you go. Now I know. All right. Do we do Boulder MFers? Yeah, yours um, is Holder Holder and yeah. Hat. Yeah, all pitchers and Hat. All pitchers. The H's. A lot of G's on this team. A lot of G's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who? Uh, my first award. Yeah. Um, this is mean. It can go f- to a, a bunch of people. Everyone's getting mean awards. I feel like. Yeah. There's so many people I want to talk about. Someone on Instagram, I think his name was Joe. He got really upset that you gave Clint the MF for last week. And I was sure. Like, a, I don't really get upset about the MF or where we have to give it to two people every episode and right. just just to start a conversation, but. This award, because I, I want to start this conversation, is the I Can't Wait to Say Goodbye Award. Ooh. I think there's a song that has these lyrics in it. I can't wait to say goodbye. I can't wait to make you cry. <laughs> so that's... I uh, can't wait to make you cry. Yikes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make him cry, but I just can't wait to say goodbye to Mike Talkman, man. Yeah, um, I tweeted it out again. I don't. Someone I tweeted out. I said I don't know what his approach is. Yeah, it's been a lot of at bats now. I have no idea what his approach is. And someone said, "Well, what's Bird's approach?" And I said, "That's easy. Bird's approach right now is to take pitches and foul off strikes and then hopefully walk. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. It's zero fun to watch. I know exactly." what birds trying to do in the box. Do I agree with yeah. it? No. Do I enjoy it? No. Is it good? No. But I know what his goal is. I don't know what Talkman's trying to do, man. He just sees two strikes down the middle and then swings at a ball and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. What's your deal? Foul some off. Take some close pitches. Do something. Anyway, he's getting a he's. I, I'm fine with him getting the brunt of my frustration because he's an outsider. Like he didn't come up with the organization. I don't right. think he's here for the long haul, so I don't feel that mean about it. But there's a lot of problems. Like I just said, Bird, incredibly bad problem, like really bad problem, almost looks depressed out there, like lifeless. Yeah. So maybe you can mix him in this award too if that makes you feel better. But, I mean, Talkman, what are you doing? And the reason he played in game three is only because Bird has looked so terrible at the plate and Clint can't right. catch a fly ball. Otherwise, Talkman's not in there. So it's just like this dominoes effects of like, well, he can't hit and he can't catch. Well, Talkman can't hit, but he can catch. Okay, let's do that. Fuck. Yeah, a little, little boonie coming out there. And yeah, that's uh, some something you and I talked about and realized was the CC start, you had to start Mike Talkman. Um, and I, I mean, this goes back to almost Anduhar stuff with, with CC on the mound. You're going to get a lot of action on the left side of the field. And like, if, I, I won't say Clint defenders because we, we like Clint. We, we want Clint to be good. Um, but he, defensively, he's, he's porous and you can't have him out there on CC's return when he's going to get a ton of action out there. So then you have to play Mike Talkman. Um, and it's it's also left field at Yankee Stadium. You almost need another center fielder out there. That's why we love Brett Gardner in left field. Um, we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. 
All right, who is your next award? Jimmy, why aren't these guys... Can everyone come back? <laughs> I'm like... That's what I'm saying. I, I had the, the realization today. I'm so cynical on the injuries. We can do a little injury update at the end of the show. I'm so cynical on them. And then, like, this game today, and I just, like, I can't look at this lineup anymore, man. Yeah. Like, but, all right, who's um, your um, I was going to save this for the end to, to make it a positive note, but I don't want you to steal them, e- even though I, I don't think you would. But I, I'll go for it. I'm going to do the Breath of Fresh Air Award. Okay, who's that? Gio Urshela, man. Um, I, I know you're, you're on the Urshela bandwagon. Jimmy, how it, it's funny. We, we just talked about Clint Frazier. All right, Clint, we like him at the plate, but he can't field. Talkman, what even are you? Greg Bird, you just look lost in the sauce, my man. Tyler Wade, you can play defense. Haven't seen you get a real major league hit in a while. Gio Urshela, Jim, he's playing good defense, and he gives us good at bats. Um, I, well, what was the name of this award? Breath of Fresh Air. Okay, I was I had him for an award. I'm fine that you stole it, but I was giving him the guilty by association award because it's oh, uh, nice. it's unfair that he gets lumped into this crew of replacements because Urshela's looked good. Yeah, I had his stats he, somewhere. Yeah, he's. I think I think in this series he was three for six, which again I think that's Gio Urshela playing a little over his head. But he, uh, he's got a five thirty three on base percentage in his last seven games and a three sixty four batting average, so he's getting on base. Jim, no, it's the bigger thing here. He's a major leaguer. Yeah. He's a major league baseball player. And, you know, I his hitting, obviously, he's not going to be a 500 OBP guy, but he's been giving us good at bats so far. And at, on both, I mean, if we really went through this lineup and did both sides of the ball and ranked guys, I mean, right now, Gio Urshela would be high on the list, which is scary and sad, but it's true. Um, so I'll, I'll give him a little credit. So thank, thanks, Gio. Thanks, Gio. My next award, Jake, is the Where'd You Go, I Miss You So award. Seems like it's been forever. This award goes to a guy who I didn't realize I missed this much, Jake, but I really miss him. It's Aaron Hicks. I can't watch Gardner play center field anymore, and it's making me very sad. He used to be a very good defensive player. Gardy can't do it in center anymore. He's just taking bad routes. He has made a couple nice catches. I'll give him that. Like there was a, he ran down one mice ball. On these ones in the holes or in front of him, he's like taking bad routes, and it's making me sad, and it's making me think, where'd you go? I miss you so. Feels like you've been gone forever, and I didn't realize how needed you were. Aaron Hicks. If Aaron Hicks is in center and Guardy's in left, we probably win that Houston series. Yeah. Probably I mean, there was a there was a game earlier this year that someone tagged up on Guardy that they totally wouldn't have tagged up on Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um Yep. Um He is a switch hitting on base guy that would be at the front of our lineup, which would allow Glaber and DJ to to do more damage and spread it out a little more. And no one runs on him. And he, he gets to every ball. Solid routes. Solid route. And I think he is our most missed player. I think because he does it on 
every aspect of the game. The Yankees miss him. Well, obviously they miss him more than Severino because Severino pitches once every five games. Some of them were trying to say, no, Severino's the biggest. Like, no, it's not. One every five yeah. games. Uh, Stanton, Andujar missed not as much as Hicks now in my book because we don't have a center fielder on this team, Jake. The only, maybe Talkman can play like a solid, solid center yeah. field, but he also just got the I can't wait to say goodbye award. Hicks is yeah, important. I mean, you almost have to trust the Yankees that they're playing Brett Gardner in center over Mike Talkman. So what does that say? Um, yeah, and Jim, I, I, I'm glad you phrased this that way. And I, uh, people still think we're you and I are almost anti Hicks guys. No, you, like you, Hicks was you, a, Hicks. You. I'm his best friend. Okay, um, Hicks was great last year. He was great. Second best center fielder. Blah blah blah. Um, I mean, Jimmy, is there still a chance he's ready for the first season, uh, the first series of the year? I think so. Um, I, no, but definitely, you don't definitely, think so? no, but, but definitely by Detroit series, he'll be back. Yeah. So, no, I mean, you're totally right. I mean, if if you put and you put Hicks in center and Guardian left, and that's people are still mad about the Brett Gardner thing, man. I I had someone tweet me today, like, oh, he's three for his last twenty two. Is that good? And it's like, no, but um, I mean we have Brett Gardner playing center field for us when the goal for this season was to have him like platoon and keep Gardy fresh. And he's playing every game out of position. Yeah. In a tough position to play, especially at his age. So I, the, the Gardy hate is kind of bizarre with everything else that's going on, but you're absolutely right. I mean, Hicksy, the way he could stretch the lineup and it, maybe you even put him in the three hole and you can move everybody else down, and it uh, you could bat him lead off some days. You could do you could do a ton with Aaron Hicks. Do you remember when during the off season, and we didn't know what our team was, and you kept saying we can't even like have fun making our lineup anymore? We you know because we don't know right. what our team is, and then we finally got to make our lineup, and we had so much fun. Yeah, I'm back today dreaming about our lineup, like DJ versus lefty, DJ leading off, Hicks in the three hole to split the righties. Judge and Stanton. When a righty's on the mound, Hicks leading off with DJ in between Stanton and Judge to split up the approaches. I'm daydreaming Andujar, Gary behind them. Jake. It's so sad, man. It's tough. You you heard it come out of my first award. I was I was just rambling about bring the guys back. I think the only argument you could make of more important to come back could be Stanton. Like if he if Stanton came back, he'd play left field. And if he was like hot Stanton, he could, he can, we saw it last year when he gets hot, hot, he can carry a lineup. So I think people could say that, but yeah, man, we, <laughs> we miss all these guys. We miss all these guys. Someone just said, well, the healthy guys aren't performing either, but that's not true. I mean, the healthy guys that are in this lineup are Gardner, Judge, Voigt, and Glaber, right? And LeMayhew. Yeah, and LeMayhew. There's still four. There's four guys, and they're all doing fine. Yeah. Like, they're not tanking the team. We have five five guys out of nine in every lineup that aren't everyday major league players. Five out of nine. Yeah. This fucking sucks. What's your last award? My last award, Jim... Um, and I, I, 
I'm sad to say it, but it has to be said, is the uh, the Send Him Down Award. Yeah. And it's uh, it's to Gregory Paul, man. We uh, we love the guy. We met the guy. He's a cool dude. He looks lost right now, Jim. Like to to the point that it's almost like maybe AAA would be good for him. Like clear your head, work on some stuff, get some hacks in, do well. I love. Jimmy, he looks awful right now. I love Paul O'Neill when he actually. I love Paul O'Neill when he makes jokes, but I like when he gives insightful commentary too. Yeah, and, and he and he's a perfect mix of both. Like he cracks me up out there. Yeah, but he was like. He kept saying it over and over with Birdie. Boy, that's a bad feeling, Michael, and you're ahead on the changeup and late on the fastball. Where do you go from there? And yeah. it's it's I was like <laughs> And it's also it's also hilarious that he's asking Michael K those questions. Um because Paul, you were the ball player. But um yeah, man, I and we've we've been bird defenders, and I mean there's there's still a world where he figures something out and he could be a valuable asset at some point this year, but Dude, he looks lost. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely at the point, and obviously there there'd have to be some roster shuffling and stuff. But I mean, I I think you give you give a triple A guy a shot. I don't know if it's Estrada. I don't know if it's Lipka. I don't know if it's Trey Ambergi. Any any of these guys we Ford. only see Mike, during spring. Mike Mike Ford's going off. Mike Ford. I mean, at, at what point? And I don't know if Greg Bird has to be the one that gets burnt at the stake but at what point do you kind of let these guys know like you're 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 not safe just being on the squad i mean greg bird's striking out in half of his his at bats jim he looks real bad i mean I, i i'm if if they if there was a move announced in 20 minutes and it said greg bird going down and Lipka and Berge, Ford, uh, Estrada, anyone was coming up, I'd say, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the right move. So it sucks. Um, we uh, we like Greg Bird, and we've, Can we've we defended do him because of, of his injured past and a lot of the weird things that have happened. But right now, I mean, he's he's just not even close. Can we do a daydream session? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's have some fun. Let's daydream. So let's say Stanton, Gary, and Hicks are back. By May fifth, which I think okay. is I think is pushing it, but I'm cynical. Just sure. those three. Andujar still Cinco don't de know. Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, okay. If yeah. by Cinco de Mayo our lineup is Hicks, Judge, DJ, Stanton, Oof, Gary, Voigt, Glaber. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then Clint and Gardy platooning. Right. And left. That's a, that's a better place to be. I just daydream about this lineup. I might put this yeah, lineup I mean, up on my wall and just look at it every morning. Like, oh, get me there. I mean, we we can do it literally with, with today's lineup. I mean, you put you put Hicks in center, you put uh you put Stanton in left. Who's who else is returning? Gary. I mean Gary for Kyle Higashioka. I'll make that trade. I'll they're I'll, running I'll all make that they're trade. running all over Higgy, man. Seven attempts yeah. and five successful stolen bases. And the only rate they got him the one time was a pitch out. Which is great. The pitch out worked, but also kind of like that's what we need to do to get him out. Yeah. Yeah. Some some guy was that's... telling me that 
that it, it's the same with Gary. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. No, in the same appreciate Gary's arm. And I have the stats here. In in the same amount of games last year, Jake, uh, Gary allowed four. There was forty stolen base attempts on Gary last year, in seventy six games. Right. There was sixty one on Romine in seventy six games. Same amount of games. Yeah, seventy one or sixty one. There was eighteen. So that's a little less than half. Right. Because Gary was 40 in 20 in 70 games. There was 18 stolen bases in 27 games with Higgy. So, yeah. Um, teams are going to run wild on us. And it's actually Higgy and Romine aren't going to develop better arms right now. So, our pitchers no. need to be like on top of the running game. Right. With Gary, his arm is so strong that teams, even though if they can steal it on the pitcher, they're still a little hesitant because Gary's got a hose. But uh, it's going to be shitty to watch. But, yeah, I'm daydreaming about this lineup. Daydreaming. And, Jimmy, I know I know we haven't been doing a ton of this, but I, I think we have to talk about it a little bit before we do the voicemail up tomorrow. Call in. Jimmy will say the number in a minute. But Red Sox, two games. They're 6-10. We're 6-9. One of the fan base... One of the fan bases is going to, like, collapse. Yeah. Well, let's see if Paxton... Or or let me say this. Whichever team wins game one, boy, is there going to be so much pressure on the other team for game two. Yeah. Because if one of these teams gets swept in the two-game series, I mean, the sky will fall in Boston or New York. There's more pressure on them because they're healthy right yeah we you and i have done a a a little bit of this song and dance is it is it it better to be bad and healthy or bad and injured yeah we disagree Um, because i'd rather be bad and and healthy yeah i'd I'd rather be bad and injured just because the whole cc effect that we saw yesterday cc came back we played well and it's like okay we're back but at this time Um, last year when we were struggling we're nine and nine i had no doubt no doubt that like, well, these guys are all good, so we're going to put it together and be fine. But right. I, I have doubts that we're ever going to be healthy. The injuries are just going to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I think it's going to be nice when when some of the reinforcements start coming back, and hopefully we can level off a little bit. But one by um, one, one by one, these people need to not be on the roster as we get healthy. Yeah, Bird, he's yeah. gone. I'm re- I'm ready for it now. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to send Bird down before you send Talkman down. They're, like, here's the order: Talkman's first to go, right? Actually, Higgy because of the catchers. Higgy's right Higgy, now. We kind of need Talkman's defense. <sighs> Higgy, Talkman, Wade. Higgy, Talkman, Wade, Bird, four guys. Urshela. I mean, I, I'm guilty by association, but if Urshela, like when we're healthy, you would be sent down. It's just chock full of guys that shouldn't be on this team, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Ugh. Tarpley's What's gone. What's the voicemail number? 908-845-5792. We have voicemail up. We record Monday night, and it goes out Tuesday in a segment with Katie Sharp. Talk about some stats. Katie's brutal, man. She dropped. She dropped some stats today. 
Oh, it made me so sad. Did you see the one? I get if you're an optimistic, you can have a really optimistic spin on this, but Yankees have had the lead in 14 of 15 games this season and are 6 and 8 in those games. Last year the Yankees won 80% of games in which they had a lead. Some people might take that as the optimistic route and say See, even our injured teams are in it. Once we get healthy, we're going to be fucking gold. And you're right. Other people can look at it and say, you mean we could have won more than six games by now? Yeah. Ugh. Will Do we have the- to say anything about the bullpen? Is that is that the best example of, like, these guys aren't that hurt, just be better? I mean, Dellen's hurt, but. Well, yeah. I mean, Chad is is looking bad Holder is being overused and in bad spots here's a here's here's a good closing segment uh the relievers that are struggling what's your concern level one to ten ten being chris carter okay what reliever so, like so give chad me green concern level on chad green yeah tens chris carter five Hmm, 4.5. Okay. I'm uh I'm like five and a half. Like I I just kind of went over that hurdle where I'm like I'm more concerned than not concerned about Chad. If it was not raining in game one, right. The concern would be a six. Okay. Holder, I don't feel like you're concerned at all. You just want him used a little differently. No, it's like a seven. Okay, interesting. He's never really I'm, had lights out stuff, and now he's just getting rocked. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I think we're we're a Clint Frazier fly ball catch from having him at a four or five. So I'm not, I'm not fully there yet. Britain zero. Okay, I'm I'm like a two. I'm 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 with you there. I I think Britain's got it. That's all right. I, I guess so. I guess I Canely, Canely gave up some stuff, but he's been okay. And then, I mean, Chapman and Adovino have been awesome still. Batances is like a nine. Uh, yeah, but Batances is still hurt. Very concerned that he's never going to be healthy. They say... They said really good stuff. They have never not said good stuff, Jake. Should have just seen Jimmy's face. I almost said that just to see the cynicism come out. Um, people have to stop believing what Cashman and co say about injuries. They have to sell tickets. They have to have the upper hand in trade talks. Like saying judge is only going to miss three weeks. They knew that was a bold face lie. They had to have leverage in trade talks. Cause it was, it was end of uh, uh, July. Like right. what they tell us they're lying. And I'm not mad that they lie to us. I'm just mad. People believe it. They want to keep so if, hopes high. They're going to give so what, you... What was the Batanzas timeline they gave? He's shut down for three weeks. They think the cortisone shot's going to take. I don't think any cortisone shot's ever taken. And then they think three to four weeks through the process, and they'll be back in six to seven weeks. There's no way that it's back Say in it. six to seven weeks. But if he is back in seven weeks, you're going to eat your dog's throw-up for the fans, right? No, I'll eat something that's not my dog's throw-up. 
What do you eat? We need a good e- we need a good liquor and eat or something. It's what keeps the people going. Give me give me a timeline. Give me a date on it. Okay, so let's see. They what's- said six to seven weeks, but I'm not trying to be this like pessimistic guy. It's just right, but no, I think I think you can use this as a strong example. Jeff. Just open your eyes. Every time they Look. give you a timetable, they tell you the best case scenario because they want you to not think it's that bad and be optimistic. And so it's seven weeks never happens. Seven weeks brings us to June 2nd. Okay. When's okay. So let's, let's call it June 2nd, June 2nd. What if, if Dylan Batances is back on the team, what will you lick or eat? I will, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to look around my room. All I can see is my dog, some books, a hat, dugout mugs. Um, Maybe eat a, eat a clump of your dog's hair. Ew. I mean, hey, you're, you're trying to put, prove a point to the people here. Yeah. I'll do something. We'll figure it out. Send an example. Okay. Send in Send in examples. Leave, leave a five-star review. Tweet at us. What? What should Jimmy Licker eat if Dylan Batances is back if, by June 7th? If you're new to the podcast, in 2007, Jake had to lick his dog's butthole. 2017. <laughs> 2017, Jake had to lick his dog's butthole because he said that bird... It was a kiss. It wasn't... A, I didn't lick my dog's butthole. Tail up. Uh, last year, I said that if they didn't DFA Chase and Shreve, I'd go lick sand on the beach did that rob who writes for us said he would lick an armadillo if tanaka didn't give up a home run in this game tanaka did not give up a home run he found out that if you lick an armadillo you get like lupus or something like that yeah so he went and caught a fish and licked a fish uh jake licked a bunch of clay when i beat him in fungo golf down in tampa this this spring i will lick i'll put my tongue on the line to prove to everyone to open your eyes and not believe anything Cash and Co say about timetables because they're just trying to keep you happy. It's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. That that ends the episode. What a good <laughs> powerful ending. Five stars. What should Jimmy lick? Yes. And uh all right, we got we got an off day. Enjoy your off day today as you're listening. And uh, strap in, because like Jake said, it's two fan bases ready to kill themselves. Yeah. There's going to be battles on all fronts for these games, because like I'm sure Red Sox Nation is at each other's throats over who's to blame and what's going wrong. Yankees yeah. Nation is at each other's throats. Like, it's Gardner's fault. No, it's Blah Blah's fault. No, it's this fault. No, it's this. Yeah. And now we're going to have like two fanhoods that are just nonstop bickering and yelling fight against each other. Yeah, it's going to be fucking it's going to be mayhem. You thought the White Sox tried to steal on us a lot. Watch yeah. out for the Red Sox. Well, do you see what the Blue Jays are doing the teams? Oh man, we need Gary back by the next time we play the Blue Jays. That ends this episode. Thank you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them Graham. Go Yankees. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. 
Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.